When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am beautiful. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. song to start the weekend i'm telling you i can't stop dancing to it hey guys i am Sai. welcome to ace podcast nation the home of the andy campbell championship show this is episode 89 the show is live available on youtube facebook and twitter ace podcast nation your home to many great shows and series featuring top guests expert analysts and more so give us a follow on social media and of course subscribe to the youtube channel click that bell to get notified every time we go live or uh, put out new shows or series. And, of course, you can get the audio and radio versions at the usual podcast and radio platforms, the links to all of which are in the description below. And if you want to streamline your experience and just follow the football shows, it's at AC Footy Show on all social media platforms. Uh, so going to mix it up a little bit, so we're going to change it up a bit. So, um, first of all, just as we wait for the... The chat to uh, to fill up on the various platforms. Big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as always for all their support regarding the show. They're um, a global sports agency. They represent sports stars from around the world. You can get more information at their social media pages, or you can also uh, check out their brilliant website. And it is a beautiful website, I gotta say. Um, joining me as ever is 
the man with the plan, the king of the over-40s league at the moment. He is on fire. Ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker. The goal machine. It is David Jones' favourite son, Mr Andy Campbell. Welcome, buddy. How are we? I'm not bad, mate. Yeah, thank you. Um, different week. I think it's the first week in, in a long time. We haven't had... Uh, another uh, international uh, break. Yeah, we haven't had a full week of um, of championship games. But yeah, another international break. But one thing I will start with, I'd like to start with, is obviously a championship player, um, ex-Cardiff City player, um, excelled last night in goal for Scotland, which, you know what I mean? I I'm, I'm all for I'm all for the competitive games, as you all know. I love the, I love the, the, the Euros and I love the World Cup and... Um, and yesterday was was a was a proper game, you know. I I, uh, I watched extra time and I watched um, I watched the penalties, and I just had a feeling Scotland would do it. And mm. um, and now they play England, which is which is even better because um, it'll give players a platform, and hopefully we can somehow um, get some supporters back in stadiums because that'll be some occasion for um, for some of the ex Cardiff City players, um, for David himself, for Kev McNaughton, for all the other ex Cardiff City Scottish players, you know. For, to have that kind of reminisce and, 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 and day out of Wembley, so to speak, it'd be lovely. Yeah, big shout out to Kev McNaughton. He uh, probably needs some paracetamol today. He had uh, some red wine celebrating. And why shouldn't he? You know, a big thank, uh, congratulations, sorry, to Scotland, of course. But um, <clears throat> I, I think this international break is slightly different because this week it is competitive games in terms yeah. of it's the, you know, it's the playoffs and, and whatnot. Um, what I will say is, what we, eight, nine games into the season and I think this is the third international break like to me that's overkill um, so early on I know we've got the Covid and everything's changed and you know they're trying to jam pack everything in but like three international breaks before Christmas seems too much but um, we're not going to get onto that before uh, anything um, so one thing I did want to sort of chat to you just before we get into the into the football um Obviously, Bespoke Financial is uh, the sponsor of our shows, Monday and Friday. And um, we give them a nice plug each week, but, um, and we play like a video from it. But I wanted to talk to you really about you, because you used their services for stuff. Um, I'm less familiar with the kind of services which they provide. So I just wanted to get your point of view on you know, what they do and why you rate them so highly. <laughs> Oh, listen, I, I, I'm good friends with Darren. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, this isn't me being just uh, trying to blow smoke up his backside. He's a, he's a really nice fella. He's looked after my family, uh, my brother, myself, uh, my wife, my kids. Um, you know, I've got policies with him. Um, policies can start at, 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 at a couple of pounds a month, you know what I mean? A couple of pounds a week, you know what I mean? And, and it covers you for if you're out of work, um, if you get injured anywhere. You know, you don't have to be injured at work. It could be. Could be getting injured on a night out, you could flip over and, and, and hurt yourself, and it covers you. And it, I've I've really liked it, and I really liked it when I came out of professional football because it gave me that security that if I, if I ever did get injured, um, that I'd get looked after. You know, I spoke to Darren yesterday, um, and he told me um, he's never been so busy with in terms of um, people claiming because um, people are ill, people are um, uh, people are getting injured, uh, and, and people are. And, and people are, are calling him left, right, and centre. Um, but anybody who gets a new policy told me yesterday. He said, "Really, and this is a really, really good one, I find, because uh, it's something that obviously I've got as well. That um, they're giving a free will out uh, for people uh, who 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 get a new policy, and this will this will covers um, everything for you and your family. Um, obviously, for uh, for when you're not here anymore, uh, yeah. And it's, it's it's worth 140 pound plus. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a big investment, it's and it's something incredible. Like. It's something important, you know. And 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 I I swear by it. You know, what I mean, the company is amazing. It's run by run by local people in my area, but they're very passionate about helping people out. And and the awards that you pick, they're picking up, um, 
phenomenal. So, you know what I mean? Get in touch, you know what I mean? Daz's details are, um, uh, they're going to be on social media a lot more. Uh, yes. They're at the end of the show. Um, give him a call. If you message me and you want his number, um, I'll happily pass it on. I, he won't mind uh, phone calls 24-7. You know, I know, I know that he, uh, he, he lives and breathes his work. So, But it's important. And if you're involved in any kind of sport, for me, I think it's, it's a must, 100% must, because it's peace of mind. And, and every team that I've played for, I, I, I always tell the younger players, the older players, uh, and a lot of players have, have used it and got the benefits out of it as well, which is important, because injuries are part and parcel of life, football, sport. So it's key for me. Yeah, hundred percent. And they obviously they do like mortgage cover and things like that as well. Insurance, like mortgage covers, vital. I think in when you think of like all the people who've been furloughed now in the yeah. last six months or this year, like furloughed or they've lost their job, mortgage cover I think is more important than ever. Um, yeah. And obviously when the, when you when they contacted you and then you contacted me and said, oh look, they're interested in sponsoring the show. Um, before I spoke to them, I Googled them and, and you know, like you mentioned there, they get awards for their service and everything. They're like really, they really are top of the tree in your part of the world. And obviously they're looking to expand to other parts of the UK. And I think, look, I wouldn't partner up with just anyone. Like I've said to you before, it's very easy to get podcast sponsorships for, for Blue Chew, for instance, which I've got nothing against them. And I would, you know, if they contacted me and said they wanted to sponsor one of the shows if it was the right show i'd be happy to do it but i'm very uh what can i say like i want to partner with the right brands with the channel with the shows i don't just want to partner with anyone so it was important for me to partner with someone who wants to do things do things the right way for the right reasons and offer ultimately you know tip-top service the best service out there um and obviously when people contact them they should, uh, you know, tell them that uh, you heard about them from us. Um, so, lots to talk about. Obviously, going back to Scotland, massive congratulations to them. And disappointing for a, Ireland as well, Sai. I was going to mention them. There's, yeah, a, lot of, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of there's a lot of championship players in their squad. You know, I mean, two of them play for Middlesbrough, who are uh, who I see on a uh, on a weekly basis. So disappointed for them, but um, it was always going to be a big ask, you know, to get all the home nations in a in a in a in a tournament was yeah. going to be. Northern Ireland, I think, I feel personally like they suffered when Michael O'Neill left. Um, yeah, yeah I, 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 I did feel yesterday for Ian Barraclough, you know, I've, I've came across Ian um, quite a few years ago when he was a player at Notts County and um, and and followed him, his, his, his career into coaching and now seeing the opportunity he's got, which is which is a fantastic one and I, and I really hope he does well. I really hope he, um, he excels and, and, and pushes him to, back to the level that we're at or to the net to another level, but um, it's going to be tough because of FIFA rankings and things. And I watched Republic of Ireland yesterday against England, and it was, listen, it was men against boys. It was, it was, mm. and that was England's second string team, so to speak. So difficult one there yeah. for the home nations. But I think when they do play England, it's a one like it becomes a one-off game, doesn't it? Like Scotland will be so yeah. bang up for that with that fans, I think with with, with support, paper. with with supporters in the stadium, with eight thousand Scottish mad fans in that stadium. Yeah, it's different. Isn't it, it will make it a different game it, with no supporters there. There's no real pressure on England to, you know what I mean? No hostile hmm. atmosphere. There's no pressure. Yeah. You know, the pressure's just a, a game of football. So and 11 v 11. And it's, yeah, a little bit. Mm. Yeah. But it puts it, it, make, it, it probably evens the pressure out, which is better for England. Yeah. A couple of questions straight off. Um, uh, Peaches, first of all, thank you. For, she sent a super chat in on YouTube. Um, also, uh, she said, Can I do a word association? Yes, she please. did not wait. She didn't wait yes, for please. the answer. Would but, you like to do the word association now, or do you but, want to do it at the end of the show? Be nice. 
Please. She's already sent it in. Oh. Uh, um, Do you want it now or later? Um, let's start with it. Let's start with it. Let's start with it. Weird association. So uh, you got to just say the first thing which comes to mind, basically like Magnificent Seven, I suppose, isn't it? Uh, Vinnie Jones. Um, no, uh, Gaza. You nearly said something else. Ian yeah, Wright versus Peter Schmeichel. Oh, two-foot tackle. Nasty. Uh, Craig Bellamy. Golf club. Scotland or England in the Euros? Oh, easy. England. Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, PJs. You're always welcome to say yeah, that. I always, always. Them. love him. Uh, Rob Boyle asked a question. He said, uh, where did he say? What did he say? What did he say? He said, are they taking on staff? I assume you were talking about um, yeah, I seen that question. Yeah, financial. Yeah. Well, listen, listen there's, there's always opportunities to um, for their company to grow elsewhere, i.e. South Wales, uh, anywhere else. So, you know what I mean? There's always opportunities. They're trying to grow, trying to grow nationally, trying to grow everywhere. So, um, conversations to be asked and to, and to had, I think. So, Indeed. Um, can I? I would like to ask a question to the viewers just really quickly. Um, I've just had a look on YouTube myself. Is my camera looking better than my picture looking better than normal? I'd like to know on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. If people can tell me because I've been working hard to try and sort it out. I've got new internet and do you mean, stuff. do you mean, do you mean, do you mean, do you mean this? Do you mean this? Or do you mean well, that? not this. The money maker is always looking good, <laughs> but like, uh. Just the general the picture because my picture's always got a weird quality because of the green screen. But I just wondered if it's it looks it looks a bit better to me anyway. I like so it. So I just wonder what people are there. But uh, you know, gotta vary these things up, always looking. I th I thank you, Rob. He says I look beautiful. Kelly says it looks good. So that's that's good. The super Kelly, fast broadband is working. Kelly, well. Kelly just said Kelly just said yes. Yeah, I just assumed that she Rob's, said uh, she means that it looks Rob's, fantastic. Rob's, Rob's looking for something. Well, yeah, Gavin says much better. Geraint says, my beard looks greyer. Thanks. Thanks for yeah. that, Geraint. Uh, there you go. Kelly says, almost ultra HD 4K. There we go. Oh, Beautiful. Sick. And uh, Reese says the, the quality is definitely better. Ruined it. See, a super fast broadband, mate. I'm telling you, that was the key. It was the it was the Cardiff broadband that was the problem. Um, where do we start, mate? I've got so much to say, and it's almost like I don't know where to start. One uh, thing I want to say, um, I talked about this very briefly last night. We talked about this on the Mental Health in Sports show, which is going out in a couple of weeks. But I want to just mention it quickly, mate. Uh, Greg Clark, who got sacked from the FA or resigned or left by mutual consent. Um, <clears throat> absolute disgrace. But what I want to say is, right, uh, his apology focused on his use <clears throat> of... Uh, a basically racist term which quite rightly you know it shouldn't be used in 2020 it's i think the fact that he was comfortable to use that in a press conference stroke interview shows that if he was in a private conversation he would use that same term what i also thought was disgusting was the sexist comments which he made about women's football in there um as well as his comments about homosexual players i thought it was absolutely mind-boggling and i it made me so angry um i'm glad that he was gone quickly but i think in 2020 the f the fa as an organization need to vary up who's in charge they need to get some diversity in there instead of having just a bunch of old white guys who are just absolute 
ridiculous, mate. And listen, Sal, though, we've got we've got we've got an opportunity now to put some fresh new ideas instead of having um, some some of the dinosaurs really who've 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 done a great job, by the way, to put 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 the FA in a position where they're in. But for me, I, I think there's a there's a fresh new approach which could be had here by somebody. Um, if that's the rumours which are which are flying around, there was a there was a lady who's been a he, um, head of the women's game, which which is a, a, a viable option for me. Uh, Emil yeah. Heskey's name has been um, been flung yeah, right into the mix, good, which is a, which is a which is a great idea. Um, I know Troy Townsend's name, um, father of Andros, um, has 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 been uh, been thrown in as well. And and listen, all these people who come in, they'll come in with an agenda. They'll come in with their fresh ideas. And hopefully it's gonna it's gonna benefit British football. Yeah, do you know the other thing, mate? As well is as I mentioned, like he he was clearly they're clearly his views because if he's comfortable enough to say them in that that setting, then I hate to think what he's saying <clears throat> in private. Um, and he's got he's got media training. He will have had mental health training. He will have had diversity training as part of his job. I mean, it, for me, it was just—it was just an absolute stupidity uh, by a man who should have known better. You know, some of the comments um, would, were, were outrageous. Well, all of the comments are outrageous. Um, to outrageous. do it on a to do it on a stage, do it on a stage like that is just—it's unacceptable. Um, Can you he's, you he's lost two really good jobs. He's lost two good like, jobs. Well, yeah, but we're in twenty twenty now, and I'd like to think that that, that for those gay footballers out there. Um, there's, a, there's support for, for, for people. There's a support like for everybody, you know. And I, and, I, and I think, and I think, don't listen to the people who don't listen to certain people who uh, like him. You know, what I mean, he's yes, he's made a mistake. He's come out an apology, but for me, apologies mean nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Actions speak louder than words sometimes. And um, he's people resigned. like him, mate. They're the ones That's who are in charge of creating the things like the kick it out campaign and and diversity campaigns and and stopping fans from using homophobic chants you know in yeah. in football grounds and things like that he's promoting those campaigns and if you've got a group of people like him who are at the top and i don't want to lump all of the people at the top you know at the, at the same because they're clearly not but it's <laughs> you need fresh ideas you need a bit of diversity in there and it needs to change you go and look at the pfa website right and you look at the executive staff on there um, and there is some phenomenal names some oh, people yeah. who can really implement proper change mm. with creative and fresh ideas i think and, this is uh, going to be good though because it's gonna it's gonna it's yeah, good, some so. good some good's gonna come out of the burden and i think we, i just hope they don't trot out think, another you no, know, well, I, 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 I don't think they will well. and i think for me the the, the less airtime someone like that's being given because yeah. For me, he didn't need to didn't need to apologise because he'd already made the mistake. Resign would have been enough for me, and just forget about him because he's gone now, and hopefully won't be involved in football again. Yeah, spot on, mate. Uh, let's move on from him. Uh, he, the EPL uh, has agreed, supposedly, a deal with the EFL uh, to help out because apparently the BBC reports that there's at least ten uh, EFL clubs who are struggling to pay their it's... wages. League one and uh, league two apparently. Very worrying. But yeah. the the championship refused it, didn't they, at first? Or oh, no, yeah, well, actually, well, sorry. The, the uh, league one and league two yeah. refused it because yeah. they didn't include the championship in it. Is that right? Yeah, the EFL the EFL originally had a fifty million pound offer um from the English Premier League to uh, to help out um football clubs and, 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 and be that uh, bucket, so to speak, to, to for clubs to dip into and, and, and help when 
when they financially need it. And so they refuse it in October. And then all of a sudden, um, things have obviously got no better. Things have gotten 10 times worse um, within the football terms. They're not making any money. So for me, I think it's, it's, it's it smells of desperation that the deal's exactly the same. You know, I mean, that's, that, I think that'll be, my, that'll be my point. And, and it just shows sometimes how, um, how the AFL sometimes just look from an outsider looking in that they've not really got the foggiest idea what they're doing and, and clue what they're doing. And You know what I mean? If, if they'd have accepted this deal back in October, um, then potentially there's another month where clubs wouldn't have got themselves into even more debt or even more trouble and potentially worse and fall because football clubs are the most important thing. You know what I mean? Fans are the most important thing, but they're not here. So how are clubs generating money? They're not generating nothing. You know what I mean? There's absolutely zero input coming in from... From outsiders, you know, even sponsors are holding out on, um, on paying because they don't know what's going on, and teams are giving clubs their money back from season tickets. So where are they generating money from? They're not, you know, what I mean, because the games aren't live on TV, on Sky, so they're not making money apart from the Premier League. Um, the Championship and the EFL are, are, are really struggling, and I, I really fear for them. And, I, and for me, they're the, they're the most important teams because we need to keep all ninety two of them. Above, yeah. above, above, above the water. And at the minute, I, I do fear for, for some of them because uh, a loan is only going to break them even. But then they've still yeah. got next month's wages, which are going to get in trouble and trouble yeah. again. Uh, you know, money's not money's never going to go away. Right. They need they need people back in. It's not a long term solution, is it? No. Um, but it's but great, ultimately, it's great, by the way. Yeah. but it's a fantastic idea because. Well, yeah, we don't want any clubs to go now, do we? Yeah. If, that, if, that, if, that, if that didn't happen, Si, I think we would have had clubs go, going under and quite a lot, maybe two, three or four overnight because I, I am hearing some vicious rumours that, that some clubs are really struggling. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then I, I would imagine it's probably more than 10. Uh, I got told there's some big clubs as well, not, um, you know, not necessarily like when you hear there's 10 clubs struggling to pay wages, you assume maybe some of the smaller clubs in League One and Two, uh, two of the clubs which I got told earlier this morning uh, were been in the Premier League in the last fifteen years. So it's something that needs to be dealt with. Hopefully, these um, these quick COVID tests will make a difference because I was reading something earlier that they might have these quick COVID tests that can be done, and then you've got the like the shower, the chemical shower things that fans can do. A, the quick COVID test, then go through the disinfectant shower and go into the stadium. And hopefully, even if it's not a full capacity, we can get some fans in there. Yeah. But um, Rob Boyle says, that person. He says, why isn't there any League One or League Two games on Sky this season? There's, there's one on tonight, I think. It's Bolton Wanderers against Salford City. So that's a League Two game, I believe. Um, but for me, it's money because they're not interested to... to, to um, to, to to air these games and you know what I mean it's about money as well so um, why would Sky want to give money to League 1 and League 2 sides if, if, they, if they're paying that much to Premier League sides it's all about money it's all about finances you know what I mean the playoff games are on costly are because they generate a lot of uh, interest um, and obviously some of them are going to the Premier League and some of them are going to League 1 some of them you know, in the Championship etc and, be, and it becomes very interesting but for me just just filter it down and filter enough games because you know I'm hoping it'll be a decent game tonight. I, I really am because yeah. um, Salford City. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued to um, to see. You know, I'll be watching it. Both one is one of my one of, both one is one of my old clubs anyway, so I've got an affiliation mm. with them and lo- love playing. Used to love playing at the Reebok, great stadium, but going through a really tough time at the minute. So um, hopefully, uh, it can generate a little bit of interest in League Two because they all need it. 
Yeah, I, I left that comment on there. Reese has just said that. He said it would have been beneficial to agree a new TV deal, one where they can have free-to-air on BBC, etc., to get that extra money. But uh, from what he's read, they've signed an exclusive deal to Sky. So, I mean, what would have been nice is, obviously, Sky have made billions over the years from Premier League and Championship and all these different Champions League, all the different football games. And I know, I know it's a business and it's not a charity, but what would have been nice is to see someone like Sky and BT and BBC and ITV or Quest all come together and say, right, we're going to put together a package which League One and Two, we're going to pay X amount TV money to show the games live for the rest of this season or until the fans are allowed back in the stadiums. I think that would have been a really good thing to help clubs stay afloat. I just think I just think clubs in, in certain areas, so I could, uh, especially the Premier League clubs, you know, about Manchester, looking around the, the Cheshire area, some of the London clubs, looking after the London clubs, Newcastle yeah. maybe supporting some of the North East and Northern clubs and Leeds support yeah, Liverpool. It's, listen, there's, there's enough teams to, to help each other out and I just think uh, sometimes it's about being a, a football family. That's what we talk about. We talk about the football family, but sometimes that football family doesn't always... Um, doesn't always rear its head when you need it. Yeah, I mean, maybe some of these bigger clubs, even the Premier League clubs, are struggling financially a bit more than perhaps they we all realise. I don't know. But I agree with you. It would have been nice to see these big clubs supporting the teams they won't be making. They won't be making the money what they used to make this year. Of course not. Ma- you know what I mean? So, but they're the also money- propped up with massive Adidas deals and Chevrolet yeah. deals and yeah. Lord knows what else. Um, right. Let's get into the the championship football. Um, very briefly, we'll uh, we'll talk Cardiff Bristol, but it's going to be only a couple of minutes because we obviously did a massive uh, analysis last week. If, uh, as if the game went on, we did the first half, then we did the second half. Um, worrying times for Cardiff, mate. Do you think? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think. Um, um, I'm just concerned of which direction they're supposed to be going in. You know. I, um, I was questioning the appointment of, of Neil Harris, like um, like a lot of other people were. I thought I saw it as a sideward step. I was proved wrong. Um, getting in the playoffs, um, they really, really surprised me with, with some attacking football towards the end of the season. I was really excited. And then this season, they've gone backwards. And, and, and I'm unsure why they've gone backwards, because, uh, yes, they've changed uh, a couple of personnel, but I, I don't think for the, for the worse, in a, in, a, in a certain way. You, got, you brought Harry Wilson in. Um, or join, who's who's a very talented player. Um, you've still got the you've still got the defenders. You've still got the same back four, back five, goalkeeper, midfielder. So the nucleus of the side squad is the same. You've brought in a brand new centre forward. So for me, I don't think it's an excuse. Uh, the personnel being bring, being who's been brought in. I just I'm just concerned um, of um, continuation of, of formation. That's that's a, that's a worry for me. Um, Chopping and changing, not being consistent with team selection, um, and for me, I, I, I did I see the result coming. I, I think I did because Bristol City will have been well up for it. Um, you know, I mean, Cardiff probably rely a little bit in games like this with supporters. You know what I mean? So we're talking about supporters again, but the, but it, it plays a huge role. You know what I mean? I played for in front of the Cardiff City fans, and I know how hostile it can be um, yeah. for you and against you for the other team. So it's um, it's really important to uh, for, I think for Cardiff to get those fans back. But then you could. Look at it. End of the season last season didn't have supporters. And look how well they did. So mm. um, difficult one. But I think the manager is going to be under severe pressure. Um, I think this this uh, break now for uh, national break has not done him any good at all. Um, he'll want to 
go get straight away and, and, and get another game in because obviously some of the players uh, have gone on national duty, uh, being able to work on certain things, but you can't work on everything when you haven't got all your players there. So it's, it's a difficult one. Yeah, Garen said there, he said lack of investment for him. I agree with that. I do think the lack of investment has hurt him. However, I will say when you look on paper, um, so you've got Harry Wilson instead of Mendes Lang, I'd argue that he's more consistent than Mendes Lang. Same as Ojo. Better player. Probably a better player as well um, on his day. Um, the, like you mentioned, the nucleus of the side is pretty much the same. You've got Kiefer Moore as a Welsh international up front with, obviously, still got Glatzel. So on paper, they haven't necessarily got worse. I think tactically, they've got worse. I think they've been very negative this year, other than one game. That is what concerns me. I think that's um, the word, sign. They word. needed to spend some money, mate, in the summer. That's a fact. And they didn't. We said that in the summer. We said that before the summer, in the summer, and after the summer. Now, how long have Cardiff City needed a right back for? You know, it's it's worrying, mate. But, yeah, it is. I, I agree. And 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 you can't continue to put uh, square pegs around holes, and you can't no. you can't play people out of position. You know that as a player, you're frustrated. As a as a as a as a support, you're frustrated. Uh, you know, but the only person who seems he's not frustrated about doing a decision like that is the manager because he's the one picking the team because. <laughs> You must have a young player who, who's desperate to play, who's good enough to play. To uh, play right back. Absolutely, mate. I 100% agree. Very quickly then, Ryan's just asked the question, which I'm going to put to you in a second. But ultimately, do you think Neil Harris makes it through the Christmas period? Uh, with the results like this, no. Uh, the Christmas period do you think Cardiff have already looked elsewhere? Like spoken to other managers? Um I would like to think no, but I think football we're in 2020 now. I think um, with the amount of managers who are, who are, who are out of a job, um, I think everything's done that that quickly. That if mm. a manager does resign, for example, because that could happen as well. By the way, on I, I know it probably won't, but managers do resign as well. Um, that clubs need to have this plan B of um, having somebody already there to, to take over. So you know, what I mean, I'm sure there'll be a, a plan in place if anything does happen in the next three, six, nine, twelve months, you know, so because I think clubs are run as a business and that's a business decision, so and that's a business plan. So do I think someone will have been spoke to? Yes, I do. Uh will it be Does a- anyone spring to mind when I like if you if you it was your decision and he was gone tomorrow and you could pick generally from anyone within reason, is there someone which you think would make like a good fit? I'd go fresh. I'd, I'd I'd go really. I'd go really fresh. I'd go. Fresh, I'd, I'd, I'd I'd go Lee Boyer or I'd go Craig Bellamy. Yeah, with a director of football. Straight away, I just go. I, I just think. I just think it would tick all the boxes. Supporters would be excited. Um, but that's just hindsight and, rea- and, and reality is a different thing. And um, for me, mm. he, he's listen. He's under pressure. This, you know, what I mean, he doesn't need all these international breaks because. It's giving Kiefer Moore the opportunity to get injured. Last time in international games, by the way, came back with an injury because he got injured against England. You know, and he still played international games. It's going to be a difficult one if something does happen on the international duty. So um, I'm hoping everybody comes back unscathed. I'm hoping that Cardiff City can be nice and positive and and go into the, the next three, four, five games and try and pick as many wins up as he can because draws aren't enough, Sam, in this league. No. We all know they're not enough. Cowley brothers. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know. I'm surprised that they haven't uh, uh, they haven't applied for Rob Sheffield Wednesday job, for example. Sheffield Wednesday job hasn't been. Hasn't, they haven't. Uh, we'll get Sheffield. to that. Yeah. 
Um, so just a couple of questions from people about this, and then we'll move on because I, I don't want to spend too much time on Cardiff because we talked about it so much last week, and it is a championship show, not a Cardiff show. Much to my disappointment, he says. Uh, Ryan Davis says, "How do we get Harry Wilson into the game and on the ball more? Stop playing long um, balls." Yeah, he's got. To, he's got. Also, he's got to play clever himself. He's got to uh, get into that the Not areas in the, in the in the front third. He's got to play in between the lines, in between the midfield and the defence. Um, he's got to. He's got to be versatile. He's got to go out wide and come in and play off from the, from, from, from the width. He's, he's got to be clever. You know I mean? The, the three behind the one have got to be interchangeable sign. They've got to be like the red arrows and they've got to be playing. They can't be playing left, right and centre because that's just so predictable and I think that's the problem at the minute. You know, where um, for me, if Harry Wilson and Lee Tomlin were playing together, it'd be ideal because Lee will be on the left, Harry will be on the right. Then all of a sudden, they're switched over. All of a sudden, they're both behind the one. All of a sudden, one's in the middle, one's out wide. And, and and it works. It works when you don't know where the other person's going to be because at the minute, you've just got three statues, centre, right and left, and they're easily marked. And then you've got somebody up front on his own who's isolated. It just, it's not working. And sometimes for me, it's just one, dynam- one dimensional. Where for me, two, two up front just... It creates havoc. It causes problems for defence, and we've shown that in the games that um, in the one game, sorry, that he played it. I agree that uh, Cardiff need a change of formation. I um, they need to up front, and I agree uh, with a lot of what you said there, mate. One thing which I will never be able to get my head around is how how negative we've been all season, and then we play well at one game and play let's uh, was it Luton? Uh, whoever it was the other week, he won three 0 Played him off the park. Barnsley, two yeah, Barnsley. Sorry, Rich. Uh, two up front, <clears throat> outstanding, and then straight away we're back to the negativity, and I'd never understand that. So Gaz says here, <clears throat> Cardiff City should play three five two. I agree with that because I think that formation would suit the players they've got. So very quickly, you could have Bennett and someone else as your wing backs. You've got the Morrison. Um, oh, my mind's gone blank. Because three centre backs, then you can have uh, your two strikers. You can have Tomlin and Harry Wilson. Harry Wilson could play up top. Harry Wilson can play wide. I think it can be very into that formation. Can be really interchangeable going forward and coming back. I think Joe Rawls is would be really good in the center of that formation as well it was something i was thinking about the other day um so a couple of comments uh reese says uh ollie slade trollop harris the only decent one was warnock i don't trust this board to sign another manager um my one thing to that is they did try and get Leboia, and for whatever reason it didn't quite get it over the line um you know i don't know it's, it's difficult to say isn't it like Slade was there to get the wage bill down, wasn't it? At the end of the day, um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that because uh, I can refer back to Middlesbrough and Tony Morbrain was brought in to steady the ship, did a great mm. job, and then loses his job because uh, he's, he's, he's then still judged on results. Well, hang on a minute, yeah. he's got rid of all Gordon Strachan's players that he brought in, he's made a lot yeah. of money for the club, steady the ship, and then somebody else takes over and does a good job. And I, I find that disrespectful sometimes. I'm not saying he was a great manager, I'm not saying no. his ideas were good, but. He was. He had a, such a hard job to do. Yeah, I s- slated him regularly because I didn't like the reasons he was brought in. I thought he was a bit of a yes man. However, that's not his fault. He was brought in to do a job. 
and he did that job to a certain extent. He got the wage bill down and steadied the ship, if you like. Garen says, long before COVID raised its ugly head, uh, Mehmet Dalman said there was no money available for players. And I think, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Cardiff don't have the money to spend. Um, as do you know, a lot of other clubs. Um, okay, we're going to move on. Uh, so where should we start? Top or bottom, mate, in terms of the way I'm looking at this list of fixtures? Um, well, I don't know what fixtures you're looking at, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go top if it's the if it's the same as I've got. Well, fingers crossed for you. Otherwise, you're going to have to scramble. Uh, Red in nails. Where's the stalk? <laughs> same one. Um, oh, listen. Um, I'm not sure what's going on at Reading. Um, I'm concerned for them in a in a in a big big way. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, not you know, we run about run about teams that they're playing. Stoke City, free scoring at the minute. Um, they look like they're going to score every time they get the ball going forward. James McLean um, playing really well. You have got Campbell on the right. You have got Fletcher up front. You have got Powell. Um, you have got the subs who come on. Uh, Brown having a great uh, great time since his move from Barnsley. Tom Ince doesn't get much game time. You still got Sam Vonks. Sam Vonks, sorry, still doesn't get much game time. So. I think sometimes we give teams like Stoke a little bit of a disservice. Um, yes, it was a really bad result for um, uh, for Reading, but at the same time, it's happened twice in two weeks now for Reading that they're getting beat two 0 and I don't know why, but they keep going gung ho, and all of a sudden they get caught in the last minute for the third, and three 0 looks far worse than it than it should do. Um, and, and it happened against uh, Preston, and it's happened again uh, last weekend. So I think uh, there's got we've got to start that out because. You're getting beat 2-0. Do you go gung-ho and make things 10 times worse, which they've done twice? Or do you just, just accept a defeat sometimes and just and just move on to the next game and just take it on the chin? Because confidence-wise, goalkeeper defensively, 3-0, it's a hell of a lot worse than 2. Yes, well, and I am, I'm going to talk a bit more about uh, Angus Gunn because uh, I think he's turned into a really good goalkeeper. Yeah. And, um, makes am, I, really am, say... I, am I wrong Am I wrong in thinking he's Brian's son? Yeah. No, he is Brian Sunja. Yeah. Um, but I thought he was very good at an important time for them. Uh, and Garen's just made a call there, by the way, about, about, uh, Joe about Allen. No, no Joe Allen. Um, you've got no Joe Allen. You've got no Ryan Shawcross. Um, also, <laughs> two massive players there. You've got they? no. You've got no um, James Chester. No Sam Lucas. You know what I mean? So I'm a, four players who could play in the Premier League. Well, mid Chester, uh, uh, Chester. Joe Allen and Shawcross, in my opinion, in their set positions, are probably the best players in the championship on when fully fit. Uh, I think those two are probably the best set two centre backs in the championship. And I think Joe Allen's the best hold, holding midfielder. Maybe Joe Allen's coming towards the end of his kind of of uh, age wise. But when fully fit, they are right up there. So yeah, to, to be totally missing those three players and still be trotting out these performances. Doesn't doesn't this worry you though, Sai, that, 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 that they will come back and they will come back after Christmas when the, when the football's busy and they need the squad and that will make them even stronger and they're having yeah, a really good time at the minute. Rushing back, do they? At the no, moment, well, they not, with the squad not with the squad they've got, Sai, and they're in a really healthy position, what, eighth, eighth place, um, two points, out, or one point outside the playoffs, four points off, off the top, you know what I mean? They're in a really strong position as well. Haven't they got um, another, they got another keeper, haven't they, as well, who's out, I think. Um, but Nick Powell, mate, is very good. Uh, Johnny, you got Jack, you've got Jack, you've got Jack Bulland. Jack, Jack's that's, still there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Jack's still there. Former England international, mate. Yeah, how can you forget that? Not in the squad. Um, how can you forget but, that? He, he, he was in our downs every week. He slammed him last year. Um, 
John Obi Macau, mate, very, very good. Uh, he yeah, really well, looks like he's settling in now, then. So I, um, I knew, I knew it was going to happen because uh, Middlesbrough got him on, in the in the championship uh, two seasons ago, year, and he um, he was Rolls Royce. He got on the ball, he made things look easy. He looked like he's strolling through the games, uh, not in a bad way, by the way. I mean that he, he just made the football look easy. He broke mm. things up. He got on the ball. He never gave the ball away. He broke. He he, he had everything, and and just shows how. Sometimes the golf in the Premier League and the Championship, people can um, can make football look very easy. Unfortunately, because he's he was one of them, and it makes you feel sick a little bit when people do that. But he is that good, and he's pushing them onto another level. Because let's let's make no bones about it. Si. Stoke haven't drastically made that many changes. No, but they Jack were horrific. They were they were, Alice, uh, they were Aussie. They were horrific yeah. last year, by the way. They were horrific. Stoke, oh, horrific. Yeah. So I thought they were going to go down. If you remember, at one point, um, I thought they were going to really struggle, but. On paper, they are uh, phenomenal and daunting, mate. And I really do think that if they keep going, they they could be, you know, like over the years, you've had teams that have run away with it. They have the ability to run away with it. But I'm not sure they have the consistency to run away with it yet. Well, Garen's just asked a question there about um, um, could it disrupt rhythm uh, of the side if people come in, uh, if they're fit? Yeah. I think my point is that, that... um, I I wouldn't throw them in. Um, I'd, no. I'd, I'd I'd have them Easy. on the bench and I'd have them pushing the players, which will push those players to another level. By the way, because if I see if I see Joe Allen warming up and I'm a midfielder, I'm thinking I need to go another ten percent because if I don't, I'm coming off. You know what I mean? So I know exactly that I've got somebody breathing down my neck because if if I'm not performing and playing well, he's going to take my place because he's far superior than me. He's better than me. I understand that, but um, at the minute I've got his shirt and it's my shirt to lose unless we start losing games and. The minute, I don't see them losing many games. No, it'll be interesting where they go. Uh, next up, Birmingham City one, Bournemouth three. Welsh yeah, I was shocked. Sure. I, yeah, I think I was. Uh, I was shocked. I was shocked with the amount of goals. I was shocked with the amount of goals that that, that Birmingham shipped early yeah, uh, in the first half. Right. That um, David Brooks scored two on his on his return, which is which is fantastic. Great for um, great for him because I'm a I'm a big fan. I like I loved him at Sheffield Sheffield United, so I loved him playing for Wales. Uh, um, other than in the Premier League, I just hope he can get a run of games, get himself fit, and um, and just just enjoy his football again, and, and hopefully get back in the Premier League. If that's with Bournemouth, great. If it's not, then be with somebody else because he's a he's an exciting wing. He's electric. He's got everything um, for me, and um, he's going to push Bournemouth all the way because he's a Premier League footballer. Um, they've got a squad full of them. Uh, Birmingham got back in the game uh, just before the hour mark through Hogan, who's you know what I mean. He's going to he's going to score goals at this level. He's yeah. He's done it since he left Villa, um, but I was quite surprised really because uh, Birmingham don't let a lot of goals in, and, and Bournemouth don't seem to tend to score a lot as well. So it'll be um, it's a fantastic result for them. But um, the, then again, the, the um, international breaks come at a horrific time for Bournemouth because they wanted to go and go on to the next level and play, play, play. Yeah, a couple of players who I think are really important for Bournemouth, but don't always get the the credit which maybe they deserve is uh, Meepham. Uh, back in defence, and also um, the number ten, uh, Groen Groenenveld. Um, I was ve- been very impressed with him uh, this season, and I think they don't always get the you know the the credit. Maybe it goes to people like Solanke or to Brooks or to uh, Stanislas, but they those two in particular I think are very good. And of course, Begovic in goal is a kind of Really no. solid foundation, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think spine the same for me, Sai. You know what I mean? You've got mm. Lewis Cook in the midfield with uh, with Lemmer, and for me, they're Premier League players, you know. 
So if you've got, if you've got your spine, your team strong, and you've got a couple of um, live wires out wide in Stanislas and, uh, and and Brooks and Solanke is always going to play, and you give him a chance, he'll score goals. Yeah, uh, next up, Blackburn back to form and winning ways, beating QPR, who just cannot decide if they're going to go on a good run or a bad run. And um, what did you make of this one? Um, yeah, it, well, I fully expected him to turn around one week, and if he was going to, if he was going to pick a week, it probably would be this week against QPR. It was so unpredictable; it's it's quite scary that they go and beat Cardiff, um, they go and beat Derby away, uh, and then they play Blackburn Rovers, who were in terrible form, and then they get turned over and. Um, one all for long periods, uh, and then the Blackburn's main man Armstrong comes up with two goals and twelve um, and twelve he scored. Yeah, that's you know what if he if he continues this form, side si, he's not going to be there in January because it's can't teams will always take a risk on a goal scorer, and he's since he left Newcastle, he's he's been able to score goals, regular goals, and um, and, and I hope they, I hope they can keep him because they can't yeah, lose the best player. See the least the season out. Um, to be honest, I um, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I might be wrong. Wasn't uh, wasn't Adam Armstrong initially a winger? Um, yeah, he's, he's, I don't know if you've seen him play much, but he's uh, he's, he's he's pretty small and he's had yeah. he's, he's had a lot of he's had a lot of low moves um, from his time in Newcastle. He, he went alone at Coventry um, when they were in. I think they were in League Two at the time. He scored a couple of goals. He went to Barnsley in, in League One. Um, he went to Bolton, I think, when they were in League One, when they, when they got relegated, um, and then he went a lot to Blackburn. But yeah, he's played a variation of um, of, of wide. You know, what I mean, I think he can play in the three, which he played last year, by the way. He played behind Danny Graham, so most hmm. of last year he played behind Danny Graham, and then this year uh, he's playing as a main man, he's scoring goals. But this reminds me so much of Ollie Watkins that Ollie Watkins was yeah. a midfielder, stroke wide man, and then all of a sudden he went up front by for whatever default or manager's decision or his decision and then all of a sudden he's he's scoring goals in the Premier League so this just smells of that kind of environment that kind of decision so whoever's decision it was is a masterstroke because they're getting the rewards because he's a, he's a natural goal scorer given, given, given the chances Yeah and Black, again Blackburn on paper mate I was very surprised to see him have a bad run because uh, they look so good uh, on paper and they looked so good last season in bits and when they strengthened, I thought they were going to really crack on this year. But maybe this is the start. QPR, a good. I don't know what's going on with them. They, no. One week they look very good. The next week they look like a Parks team. It's, it's frightening. Yeah. Like, it's really and, is. And, 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 listen, I think we spoke um, over a year ago about um, about being a QPR fan and 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 the highs, or many lows, and and the goals you used to let in. You know, I spoke two years ago. I watched QPR. They were the worst team I've ever seen at the Riverside, and. Uh, and then I watched them against Cardiff a couple of weeks ago, and they were they were just they're just a different side. Yes, they brought different players, and they got a different manager, but um, it, it just they just look like a different side. They look like they could score every time they got the ball, but then at the other side, they look like they're gonna they're gonna give a call away as well, which must be must be the best and the worst feeling in the world being a fan. Crazy, mate, isn't it? Um, Gaz, there's his best footy shows in the UK. Pass it on. I agree. I can't can't echo that enough. Pass it on. Uh, Kelly says apparently Cardiff City wouldn't pay two million for Ollie Watkins. Uh, when Neil Warnock asked the, uh, Vincent Tan and Mehmet Dalman if they could sign him, that the is only, worrying. The only thing I'll say to that is, whoops! You know, that is, if that's oh, true, Jesus that Christ. is um, Can you imagine? That's, that's a that's a huge regret. That is, oh, I just can't. Next up, Brentford and Middlesbrough. Um, oh, listen, when I saw Middlesbrough's team. I knew it wasn't going to be a classic. Uh, <laughs> when I seen the formation, I know I half one about um, I'm a I want two men up front, but 
Uh, when Middlesbrough got to Brentford, I knew yeah. exactly what he was looking for. He went there to draw nil-nil. He went there to hopefully nick a goal off a set piece um, or or, sort of, or of something, and um, and he got exactly what he went what he went there for. And I, and I can't fault him. Um, he's just got this championship off to an arse. He, he, he plays the he plays the fiddle. He plays the flute. He, and and the players of this league, um, for whichever team he's at, Neil Warnock just gets players to do exactly what he wants. And um, four games, four clean sheets. And for a Middlesbrough fan to say that, that is just unbelievable because I can't remember the last time that Middlesbrough kept clean sheets, but for four on the bounce, it's absolutely crazy. And and I know I'll keep going on about it. We've got an international break now and this is a nightmare for, for teams who were doing well. And, and Middlesbrough are no different because you've got players, you've got the two lads who've been away to Ireland. Um, they're going to come back a little bit disappointed because they've just had a real, a real low. Yes, they might pick up this week and have a couple of games or a game and, and, and get some positives out of it, but... I just hope for, um, for obviously for, for my hometown club that uh, that they can carry on this form because uh, it's a huge opportunity for them, a huge opportunity for them this season with uh, with a manager who who just knows the league inside out. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, really interesting quote, uh, question and uh, response to the Ollie Watkins thing. There, I just wanted to quickly run this by you, and then I'm going to tell you what I think of Middlesbrough because well, Middlesbrough, I think if they get and get a goal scorer in January, they are setting them. Warnock is setting them up to be very, very solid and good. And I think they can really not. push on in the next don't, year or two. Don't want by anybody. I don't think. Um, I think they'll be happy with what they've got. Yeah. So in response to the Ollie Watkins could have signed for Cardiff for two million thing, uh, Reese David Evans on YouTube says, um, really, question mark, Ollie Watkins would have struggled in Warnock's style of football and then we'd be moaning, be moaning uh, two million wasted. It depends, what what it, it depends um, timing because... If Neil Warnock was signing Ollie Watkins as a winger, then we wouldn't have got what Brentford got last season. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's it's time wise. We look at Ollie Watkins now as um, as this thirty two million pound centre forward who's scoring all these goals in the Championship. He's now scoring goals in the Premier League for Villa. If he was a winger and playing in midfield at the time, and Neil Warnock was going to play him there, then decision it's a different decision. Yeah, Would he have played centre forward for Cardiff? Probably not at the time. So, with the players he that, that he had, with he, he Tomlin had, behind him, though, then yeah, he, he had, the, the way that Neil played, he had Zahar playing up front. Um, mm. You know, he had Callum Patterson playing up front. So, Neil had the the target man, not um, not the runners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, Kay Childs asks uh, Andy, would Hamilton Rickard have battered the championship in oh. his day? Listen, uh, if anybody remembers Hamilton, Hamilton was. Um, Hamilton was, was my hero. Hamilton was uh, one of my one of my best best mates in football. Hamilton came over from Colombia, didn't speak a word of English. I taught him. I think I taught him his first ten words. And as you can imagine, I didn't teach him the best words. I taught him the words which I wanted to hear him say in his accent. So it was great. I loved it. Um, Hamilton turned up in my house, or my mum and dad's house, um, while I was sat in my bedroom when I was a seventeen year old boy. He was downstairs having a can of lager with my dad, um, and. Seeing if I'd just go out with him for the night, you know what I mean. It was just, it was just, it was the nicest man ever. But he was just, uh, he was a bit of a, a bit of a loose cannon. Let's just say that he was a bit of a loose cannon. Um, I remember him. He had the best game, but the worst game at the same time. We played Sheffield United in the Championship at Bramall Lane. Um, I was injured, so I stayed at home and uh, watched it on TV. And um, Hamilton bullied Chris Morgan, bullied the centre halves, Phil Jagielka, bullied everybody. He had about seven or eight one on ones. He didn't hit the target for any of them. He put the ball over the bar. He just couldn't. He just couldn't hit a barn door at, at all that evening. But I tell you what, it was the best performance I've seen. I've seen him absolutely abuse Sol Campbell. Uh, you know what I mean? Yap Stam. 
Yeah. This player is he's an animal. Hamilton was an absolute animal, but you get him off the pitch, he was just an absolute legend and a hero. But yeah, he's a great lad. Really, really I loved him. I loved him. I can't wait. This this game goes ahead in uh, in May or whatever at, the, at Middlesbrough for this uh, uh, for charity to raise money for uh, for the area. Oh, if he's there, I'm gonna be starstruck. Be starstruck. Take the <laughs> autograph book. <laughs> No, I remember him absolutely destroying United on uh, one time, one appearance. He just ran Yapstam ragged. Yeah, he loved it. Um, okay, just before we move on to the next game, uh, just a quick, quick little plug for our, our sponsors of the show and a quick word from our sponsors, indeed. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if Mummy or Daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, Bespoke Financial, as we mentioned earlier, they specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. So contact them for all your insurance needs Tell them that we sent you, and uh, of course, we thank them for sponsoring the show. And uh, let's move on to our next game, mates. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I do think, by the way, uh, that was a very good result for Middlesbrough because oh, listen, you know, there's not many, there's last not many year teams, they'd have lost that comfortably. There's not many teams say who stopped um, uh, who stopped Brentford this season and stopped uh, one man in particular not scoring a goal for for Brentford. You know that they've got in Ivan Tony, they've got the the, the best centre forward apart from Armstrong. Um, who's scoring the most goals? So you know, I mean, to stop him is a, is no no mean feat. You know, they did really well. Absolutely. Um, and talking of teams which are up and down, you got Barnsley, and then you got a team which is looking down in <laughs> Derby County. Barnsley won two nil. Cocky was going to be gone soon, mate, didn't he? I don't know why he's still there. I don't know why. I don't know why they're not making this this decision now. You know, I mean, for me, side that the, the, the what they're waiting for. Are they waiting for five more results? Are they waiting for ten more results? Listen, what's going on there is an absolute travesty. They need a fresh idea for me. They need fresh approaches. You're playing at home at Barnsley. You don't travel well. Um, Connor Taplin's got a very good goal. I thought they were the best side. Listen, when you play at home side, it's all well and good dominating possession, which is absolutely fantastic. But if you dominate possession, what comes with possession is creating chances. Mm. Derby had 71% of the possession and they had nine shots on goal. Right? Sounds a lot. Barnsley had 29% of the possession, but they had 17 shots on goal. It's not working. So the style no. of play is not working. His, his formation is not working. You know what I mean? When did Derby last year say? You know what I mean? We, we, we raved about him. Tom Huddleston and Wayne Rooney midfield, dominating the midfield, got him going. He's put Wayne Rooney up front this year and it's not working. You know what I mean? It's not, he's, he hasn't got the pace anymore to, 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 to run in the behind. You know what I mean? Yes, he can hold the ball up and he's got Waghorn and he's got, he's got Lawrence either side. But for me, last year worked, uh, it worked better. Chris Martin, how you can let Chris Martin leave on a free and go to a rival team in Bristol City 
is is Derby fans must be must be boiling because that for me is 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 the worst decision a business could do because you lose a very good footballer, one of the best that Championship's got in my opinion. You know what I mean? He's he's, he's played there all his career, um, and that would have, that would have allowed Wayne Rooney to go back in a position that he's happy and comfortable with and can get everything going. And yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. And Barnsley is winning game side now. They won at the weekend without Carly Woodrow scoring goals, which is, it must be pleasing because. They're heavily relying on him too much, but Connor Chaplin is a good player. Um, obviously, the second goal was a was an own goal, I believe. Was it an own goal? Um, no, it was, uh, it was a substitute. No, I, that was uh, one of the substitutes. Yeah. yeah, it was one of the substitutes. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be a huge week this week um, for Derby and for the owners, for the chairman, CEOs to decide which is the best route for them to go. Yeah, Barnsley, I think, have re- reacted well. Because uh, they were in form and then they had a couple of bad results. They've reacted really well. Derby have got to do something quick um, yeah. because they are looking in trouble. Wayne Rooney's legs as a striker had gone when he was playing for United. Mm. Um, and that's why they started playing him in midfield. Because he's still got a lot to offer, particularly in the championship. This is not, like, not, not as a striker. He went, he went to the MLS for a reason. He went to the MLS because it was more laid back. The football wasn't as competitive. He got more time on the ball. Um, and then he's come to the championship, which is more hustle and bustle, busy, loads going on. Uh, and he caught really well in his first season. I thought he did. I thought he did fantastic. But he's now playing in a different position, which the, the centre halves in the championship are, are horrible. The big, strong, physical. They won't give you any much change, and and he's not getting many rewards. And the goals he is scoring, Sire, are free kicks or really good goals. They're not. They're not yeah, centre forward goals. Uh, in the box, like stroking it in. Little comment there. Reese says Mel Morris is in talks to sell the club and doesn't want to pay the rumored four million to sack uh, Philip Koku. Look, it'd be even worse if they get relegated. If they keep him for another ten games because they don't want to spend the money to sack him, he loses eight of them, and they're, you know, X points adrift. And they end up getting relegated. That could be disastrous. You only have to look, like, and people will say, "Oh, Derby, too good to be, go down. They're too big." Look at some of the clubs in League One, mate: Sunderland, Portsmouth, all these clubs which have ended up going right down because they haven't made the right decisions at the right time. I think he's got to go, mate. I really do. Um, Huddersfield Town versus Luton Town. Ah, oh, listen. Uh... I, I, I don't I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand why why you hold people back. Uh, why teams hold chairman and people holding people holding clubs to ransom in a, in a way. You know what I mean? If you if you want to sack him, you sack him. You know what I mean? It, it, it's that simple because you're doing it for the good of the club. You're doing it to push the club forward. You know what I mean? You 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 give that manager that contract at the start of the season, so you knew exactly what you were doing at that time. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of giving managers two, three, four years. You know what I mean? I like this twelve-month rolling contract. So he's manager at your football club forever until the day he doesn't do well. But then you've got to pay him for twelve months, which I think is fair. I think it's. I think it's a yeah. fair deal unless he gets a job in the meantime. So if he gets a job in the meantime, you can keep paying him for twelve months because it won't be a big hit on um, on your club in, in much of a way. You know what I mean? The days have gone where you you pay a manager three full years of his contract because he's been sacked. That's just unfair. It doesn't happen anymore. You know what I mean? For me, you've got to... Listen, if Derby County sacked him and then went bankrupt, that's not fair, is it? So why should no. uh, why should anybody expect it? Yeah, I just think he, they've got to make a decision quickly. Next up, we had uh, Huddersfield Town 1, Luton Town 1, mate. Uh, yeah, fair, I think fair results that I've for me. I've been really impressed with Luton. I think they're travelling really well. George Munker in the midfield. 
I thought was really good. He got, he got himself a good goal driving from midfield. Um, really strong first half. Um, obviously, Huddersfield are always going to have chances side. The championship's full of chances, you know. So if you can limit teams to, 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 to enough chances to try and win the game, you've got a chance. But I think a fair result for both teams. I think both teams will be quite happy and content how the season started. Luton in 10th, Huddersfield in 13th. You know what I mean? They both had a really strong side, really strong start. For me, Luton don't score enough goals. You know what I mean? They've scored nine goals in 11. They've let in 11 goals, which is a goal a game. It, it's just not enough. You know what I mean? In order to, for me, they scored more goals last year, uh, but maybe his maybe teams are working uh, working, working Luton out and, and, and Collins in particular, you know, he's going to have to maybe work a little bit harder in the box to get some chances to get more chances in order to score more goals because he's a very good centre-forward. He is, yeah. I am. Um, I also, there's a couple of players I really like in that Luton team. Uh, and Hansa, Moncur, Collins, uh, even um, there's a boy, uh, he's not a boy anymore, Tunnicliffe, who he started his career yeah. at United, I believe. Uh, really good players. And uh, they just, they all seem to be pulling in the right, same direction, mate, which I think ultimately is vital, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no, listen, like, uh, team morale um, goes a hell of a long way. You know, I'm not, Luton Town aren't stupid, you know what I mean? That We have Graham Jones on who, uh, he said, you know what I mean, it's difficult to, to to have a big budget and to spend loads of money. So you've got to generate something from within. And they've done that for the last two or three seasons, getting promoted and promoted. So for me, it's a, it's a great club. Um, it's even better with supporters, in, by the way, because Kenilworth Road's yeah. one of them grounds, which uh, was electric when it's full. Really enjoy playing there. One of the few proper football grounds left, mate. Uh, yeah. Norwich City beat Swansea City 1-0. Stuckerman yeah. is on yeah. fire. Yeah, listen, um, I always thought the longer this game was going, there was going to be a goal. Um, and I always knew Norwich City were going to score because Norwich have scored so many late goals this season. Side. They scored a late one against um, against Swansea, obviously. Uh, they scored a late one against uh, Wickham Wanderers to win the game. They scored a late one against Birmingham City to win the game. A late one to win it at Rotherham. All these add up. There's, I've just named four off the top of my head. That's eight points. You know what I mean? And you take eight points off Norwich City. Um and they would they would have um, well, twenty one. Uh, they'd have thirteen points. You know, they got twenty one. Yeah. That's that's the reason why they're there. You know, what I mean, if that's fitness levels, if that's the manager driving them on, if that's the players driving them on, whoever's whoever's doing it. If teams are sitting back against them, somebody needs to learn because if, if Norwich, nobody is going to stop Norwich City by just just by, by sitting back because the, the by the by the start that they've done, they're relentless because they're not scoring a ton amount of goals as well. By the way, they're just scoring. Late goals, which are winning the game by one nil. It's those late goals, though, mate. They make the difference at the end of the year. It's yeah. um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's well, uh, well, there's eight points. Side. Eight points is a it's a big toll. You know what I mean? And and that's now. You know what I mean? We I could be talking. We could be talking twenty one points by the end of the season. Yeah, that's, just that's in late goals. Yeah, incredible, mate. Isn't it? When you think of it, incredible how much they've done it already this season. Um, Swansea will be. Annoyed, I think, by that result. Yeah, yeah after a good run, but disappointed. And equally, you know, Norwich. When you look at the fixtures at the start of the season, that's always going to be one of the most difficult games of the season. Yeah. I think, yeah. from Swansea's point of view, it's important that they get back to winning ways. You know, as quick yeah, as possible. Can, you can, you can, yeah, you can't win every game. Um, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll 80, 84 minutes. They'll have probably accepted a draw, and a draw would have been a great result. We could be sat here saying. Swansea are on a, on a great run, um, but you know what I mean. A 1-0 defeat. They take it on the chin. Um, they've had some really tough games, Swansea, over the last uh, probably month. They, they beat Stoke City, they beat Blackburn, uh, they drew Brentford, lost, lost to uh, to Norwich. So they've had a they've had a tough month. So they've probably come out of it better than uh, better than I thought they would have. 
Yeah, I think so. Next up, Forest 2, Wickham 0. Mr. Taylor finding his feet. Yeah, he is. He's obviously scored, um, he scored the late penalty, didn't he, the week before um, against Coventry City, uh, which is obviously brimmed in full of confidence. He's, he's, he's starting game, Si, and, 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 and we always say, well, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm a big advocate of it that how can you score goals if you sat on his backside on the bench? You know yeah. what I mean? And Lyle Taylor's no exception to that. He's a goal scorer. But goal scorers need to be on the pitch. If that's the first minute or the last minute, um, and he is a pure goal scorer, by the way. Um, disappointing for Wickham. Uh, obviously, their mini run um, of two um, two wins comes to an end, but Nottingham Forrester, I think they'll pick up um, because the new manager. Um, he's just going to take his time in, in picking the right fit and getting the right formations and playing the right people. But um, obviously, you look at last season's star side of, uh, of Forrest, Joel Lolly, not really started many games since under the new manager, hasn't got no. the ground running yet. Um, you've got Lewis Grabbing out injured. Um, obviously, you lost Cash, Harry Arter on the bench, Carl Jenkinson on the bench. You know, you've got you've got some very good players still to impress the new manager and, and, and force his way in the side. And when they do, I think they'll shoot up the league quite quickly. Yeah, I think so. They've got a good squad. Um, one thing I will say is if this manager doesn't fancy Joe Lolly, there'll be plenty of clubs in the Championship who will have a, a take him on loan or take him. Yeah, in I January. think they'll be. I think there'll be Premier League teams who, 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 who take, have a who take a risk. Yeah, yeah, 100%, mate. Kyle Cardiff City have a look at him, mate, to be honest. Um, they could do with, you know, someone consistent, because he is a very consistent player, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but, you know, Wickham, look, they've uh, they've had a good couple of weeks. It was It's come to an end. It's just important for them to get back on that horse as soon as possible. Yeah. That momentum going, um, you know, Forrest... The new manager Trek has done it, and uh, in terms, of, you know, you always get a boost. But it's important that when that initial boost wears off, that they keep playing to the the way they should be, because yeah, very very good for team. Rotherham United, two yeah. North End one. Very shocked, very surprised. Um, I say Rotherham not in not in fabulous form. They've had a they had a bad week last week with no goals, two one 0 defeats. Obviously, the week before the the, the heavily beat Sheffield Wednesday, but. Um, I think Preston will be very disappointed with the way that this game went. And obviously, equalising so late in the game with 10 minutes left to to then lose the game with uh, five, six minutes to go. You know what I mean? It's not the way that the Preston do things, you know. And, and yes, there was going to be a little hangover side from last year, uh, but they've mm. got very good players going forward. You know what I mean? You've, you've got your Sinclairs, your Browns, your Potts, your, your, your Barkhausens. Yeah, you know what I mean? They've still got the, the, the players who, who, who were very successful last season. They're just, they're just not getting the the run of games that they got last season, but cream always rises. I believe they'll they'll still have a strong season. Uh, Paul Gallagher doesn't doesn't start the games at the minute. I don't know if he's um, if he's if he's struggling with fitness or or struggling with things. You know, Maguire as well. The, the players who played last year and excelled. You know what I mean? I don't know if they've, they've had um, they've had injuries, which is impacted obviously not having a, a, a pre season or, or a long break in the summer. But you know, I mean, this these could all be factors which which are brought into a team like. Um, Preston because they had such a such a season last season and to get come so close and um and now they're now they're struggling a little bit. Yes, Preston are one of those teams like a bit similar to um who was it? Oh, I've forgotten now. Reading, who um who do very well every season at the start of the season and then they kind of fade off a little bit. Preston a bit like that. I really like um Matt Crooks though of Rotherham. I think he's a really good little player. I um yeah. I really, I'm really pleased. I can't help myself but be pleased for Rotherham um, and and Wickham. Just the teams who were coming up, I we they struggled a bit at the start of the season, didn't they? Yeah. And um, I think they're coming into their, they're finding their feet, coming into their own a bit now. 
Um, Sheffield Wednesday nil, Millwall nil. Oh, listen, so I can't work. Uh, can't work it out for Sheffield Wednesday. You know that the they've had a, came out of there. As yeah, well. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, obviously, coming off the back of a one nil home victory against Bournemouth, which is an excellent result. Uh, you play against yeah. Millwall. Um, you absolutely batter them. You just can't score goals, but. You know what I mean? They've got Josh Windass, you've got Kachunga, you've got Adam Reach, you've uh, you've got um, Callum Patterson. You've still got players, Izzy Brown. You've still got players who should be scoring goals, and you know and they're creating enough chances. I'm just, you know, what I mean, obviously then the the news of um, of, of Gary Monk getting sacked, which um, so I'm going to surprise you here. Uh, and as you know, I'm no Gary Monk fan, but they're creating the chances. But those numerous attacking players, which you've just mentioned, some top top championship players there, mm. um, some top talent, they're creating the champion. Uh, if if they are creating the chances, but they're not taking them, and you've got all those attacking players in your squad, is that down to the manager? Um, it's it's about utilizing them to the strengths. It's about getting the right pairings together. It's about putting the right people in the right areas. Um, I don't think. Um, you can't. It's money, not the manager's fault that the players are missing chances. Um, you know what I mean? You've got to. But it, it's the manager's fault for picking the wrong players. It's the manager's fault for probably realizing. You know, I mean, the amount of players that he's brought in in the window uh, before the window. You know what I mean? You, you can look at uh, Aidan Flint. Uh, you can look at Patterson. Um, you can look at other players that he's brought in. Kachunga he brought in um, from Huddersfield. It's it's a difficult one that. Um, but he's, he's invested a lot of money and that's wages, that's non fees, that's potential transfers and loan transfers. Um, then the chairman's starting to think, hang on a minute, you spent all this money and what am I getting from it? We're, we're still there. Yeah. We're still bottom it's of the league. We're not getting it. the results. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, um, you, you start picking up a new manager comes in with new ideas and the rumours, Tony Pulis, who yeah. knows? Um, that's, what, that's, what, that's what people people are saying. There's some good managers available. You've got the Cowley brothers. Um, so, with Eddie Howe, it, Eddie Howe would be a phenomenal uh, appointment for Sheffield Wednesday, in my opinion. Is Sheffield Wednesday one of those clubs, historically, whereby they won't kind of take to Tony Pulis's style of football and maybe it wouldn't take long for the fans to start moaning and, and turn? Do they expect a certain stand, like a certain way of playing? Or do you think um, they I just want to that... get out of the championship and they'll go with whatever's best? I said this when Tony came to Middlesbrough that I said I was I was dead against um, what Tony was going to bring to Middlesbrough. Dead against it. Um, and Tony started to win games. He got Middlesbrough in the playoffs with a poor squad. Um, took him against uh, Aston Villa in a two-legged game and run them all the way right to the right right to the end end of end of the second leg of Villa Park. And um, okay, you know what I mean. So I think I think he's a great fit for for Sheffield Wednesday. I think he'd be a really really strong fit. I think he'll do a really good job. Um, I think uh, Sheffield Wednesday fans will uh, I'd be interested in if we have any in here about uh, where people think Sheffield Wednesday will finish because listen they've got six points you know what I mean so people say not to get relegated but you've only played 11 games you've got 46 games yeah, season, so you've still got you've got 35 games left um, right, Tony Pulis was appointed two hours or an hour ago oh has he got, has he got the job oh, yeah he's got okay. the job um, yeah, okay. he does play like Reese says there he plays a very Warnock sort of style of football um, I think he's a bit more long ball and a bit more direct than Neil Warnock is. I think he's more akin 
to a Sam Allardyce. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Sam Allardyce gets a very raw deal in his reputation because he uh, he is a big part of why sports science is so big in the British game. And I think some people don't realise that. Um, and video analysis and things like this. He brought that in at Bolton yeah. in a massive way. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, Tony Pullis, I'm not sure. I'm not... I'm not, uh, not Listen, Sai, if, if, if I'm he glad to see him back in the game, though, I got to say. Doesn't, if he doesn't win games, fans won't like it. Fans won't like it because if you're playing the right way and you're losing, then fans can swallow yeah. it a little bit. But when you doesn't don't play matter. the right way and, and you don't and you, and you win, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and then last, uh, last game of the week was... Watford 3, Coventry City 2. Yeah, great game. Great game. Um, I feel for Watford side, uh, for, for Coventry side, they're, they're, they've let in some uh, and, and a ridiculous amount of goals. You know what I mean? We played 11 games and they've let in the most goals in the, in the league uh, of 23, which is just outrageous. Um, teams around them, uh, Derby have only let 16 in. You know what I mean? 23. Team Forest above them have let 12 in. So it's, but the scoring goals, you know what I mean? But two goals away from home is or should be enough to win a game enough to get you something from the game and um, Andrea Gray first game back for Watford um, gets himself a goal Troy Deeney back in action as well um, came on for, for Andrea Gray towards the end so it's listen Watford if Watford can get those kind of players um, rolling back on the pitch then they'll have a chance because they'll, they will score goals all the time and I'm just quite surprised that the, that the shipping the amount of goals they are uh, mm. as well Watford at times because uh, they beat Stoke 3-2 they beat Coventry 3-2 Got beat by Barnsley, drew with Wickham, drew with Watford. So they, they, they're regularly letting goals and they don't keep playing cheats. You know what I mean? They probably need Neil Warnock to get to, to sort that out. But, um, <laughs> but they're, they're winning games, so does it matter? Probably not. No. It's like, it's like watching they, Kevin, Kevin Keegan at Newcastle. Interestingly, they rested uh, Joe Pedro, didn't play. Uh, yeah. He was on the bench but didn't come on, um, which I think is no, you know, that's pretty good, really, uh, looking after the young players. They got a hell of a side, like, they got uh, Kapue and Clever Cleverly has been outstanding this year in the centre of midfield. You've got Cathcart, vastly experienced defender yeah. uh, at the back. And then you've got people like Saar and Gray, like you yeah. mentioned. Listen, Sai, any, anyone, anyone with a Cleverly in, in the side is going to be... That bench be a, against yeah. um, Coventry is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Chabala, Joe Pedro, Dini, uh, for, mm. just for three. And then mm. you've got like Cyrilata and Bachman. Quinner, and they lost a lot of players. Oh, by the way, they lost a lot of players to uh, to balance the books. So you know, what I mean, imagine, imagine if they hadn't. You know, this. Mm. Imagine how strong they could have been. But interesting, mate, isn't it? Um, so we 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 got a bit long, not too long. We like go about this normal time. So uh, let's finish this up with some uh, some two ups and two downs. Where to go with the? Let's go with the negative first and finish on a positive. What's your first down, mate, for the week? Um, I've gone for Koku for Derby County. I just think he's getting so many things wrong, and and uh, if he keeps his job, you know, what I mean, look, you look at Gary Monk losing his job. Gary Monk losing his job has has earned more points this season than Koku, but Koku's still in yeah. the job, so it doesn't doesn't always doesn't always. I don't make sense. So it'd be it'd be interesting this next week, ten days, few days, because you just never know what's on the corner at the minute. Well, think about that as well with um, Gary Monk. He's got he's got all those points, and they had them. They played the majority of those games with a deficit because yeah. before they got the points back. So, mm. you know. Well, Sai, you, you asked me a question earlier on uh, about uh, about managers, uh, clubs talking to managers behind on mm -hmm. his backs. 
that deal was done very quickly for Tony Pulis to go to Sheffield Wednesday, yeah? So mm-hmm. that's obviously, that's, you know I mean? That's that's very quick for, for someone. So that's that's obviously been premeditated and, and, and sorted yeah, out, which is, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I just, as a, as a manager, it's the cutthroat industry that managers mm-hmm. have themselves in at the minute, which rightly or wrongly, they know it goes on because if you're not in a job, you know you, you, want, a, you want a job. And if you are in a job, you're luckily and thankful that you've got a job. Yeah, there's two two ways to look at it, I suppose. Like from a football club's point of view, they'd be irresponsible to not be looking. If you're going to sack someone, you make sure you've got a short list of uh, replacements who are interested in that job. There's no point in having, say, I, I want X manager as my manager next. If I sack this manager, if that manager is not going to take the job, you may as well keep the current manager until you you find someone who you want. But equally. Yeah. If someone's got a contract, you shouldn't be talking to someone to replace them, really. It's um, it's naughty. It's naughty. Yeah, I'm going to go with um, my first down. It kind of fits in a bit with yours. I've gone for a little joint one with um, Neil Harris and Philip Koku. Square pegs in round holes. We talked about it over and over and over again. You like, you like that, don't you? You like that one? I, um, uh, and like from Neil Harris's point of view, I thought to go back to the one up front against Bristol was ludicrous because I felt like two up front versus Bristol would have given Bristol more trouble, um, would have made them more uncomfortable. And most importantly, it would have suited the players that Cardiff have. Um, Philip Koku still trying to play out from the back, still doesn't have the defenders to do it. Playing Rooney up front. I'm sorry. I don't want to see anyone lose their job, but I think he's got it. But I think both of them are probably going to be gone by Christmas. Uh, who's your second down, mate? Um, I've gone for Reddings defending, um, and you can't always blame players. You know what I mean? If they're told to go going hot times, you know what I mean. I feel sorry for uh, for people who are, who are getting left isolated one on one, for example. You know what I mean? They've, they've had such a good start of the season. I just hope they can they can sort things out. So obviously, you've got a uh, a friend of the show who's uh, who's who, who watches uh, very fondly is uh, is Michael Morrison, um, who's a centre half for uh, for Reading. Um, so just for for him, I'd like to see mm. Reading turn things around. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I've really enjoyed watching Reading this year as well. Um, I don't quite know what's gone wrong in the last couple of weeks, but up until then, they were really, uh, they almost took over Blackburn as my team to uh, to keep an eye on and watch each week, uh, other than Cardiff. Um, so my second down, I've gone for QPR. Uh, they just up Good and shot. down each week. It's just, yeah. it's very, it must be like stressful for QPR fans, but like they looked very, very good against Cardiff. And then all of a sudden they look useless again, and it is a bit like that. One literally one week they're good, the next week they're not. Um, you're never going to be able to do anything in the championship with form like that. So they need to make changes. Um, let's finish with some nice positive conversation. We will take a couple of questions if people want to send them in at the end of the show. But uh, let's go with our two ups. Uh, my first one's Andrew Gray for Watford. I, listen, I'm a big fan when he was at Burnley. Um, I love the way he plays. He's aggressive. He's fit. He's he's hungry. He's got pace. He's got power. Scores goals. Um, and to have him in the championship is is fantastic. And um, I really hope he he can stay fit. He can have a run in the side because uh, I think we'll be talking about him a, a lot more over the coming months because he'll score goals because. If he can get fit and play and have a relationship with Saar or Dini or all three uh, and Pedro, you know what I mean? He's he's onto a winner. Yeah, absolutely, mate. He's a phenomenal player. Um, so my first up, I've gone for something a bit different. I've gone for Angus Gunn of Stoke City. Um, 
early on in that game, he made two, maybe three very, very good saves, which, you know, they weren't gimmies. They weren't, you know, yes, maybe there was one he should have you know, expected to save, should we say. But he made the saves. One of them was very good. And, um, you know, Stoke could have been two down easily yeah. if he hasn't make, doesn't make those saves. And it's a very, very different game against the team. You know, if, if Stoke are 2-0 down, they have shown this season that, yes, they're playing well, but they've still got that little bit of last season in them. They have had a couple of results which haven't yeah. quite worked out. So they're two down early on. Could make a big difference, but um, so yeah, I thought he was very good. Uh, and the attacking players always get all the credit, so why not? Yeah, I agree. Fair. Give a keeper a right, so. mm. uh, second down, my friend. Uh, second no. down, I do. Apologize. Um, I've gone for Norwich City, and I, and I, and I think I'm, I'm sure I'll give, I give the same reason a couple of weeks ago, but they keep on impressing me, they keep on doing the same thing, so why not reward it? Um, the late goals, you know, what I mean, the, the, the togetherness that the, they're getting driven on by somebody. If that's the manager, then fantastic, you know, what I mean, deserves huge credit. If it's the players, if it's the whoever it may be, you know, whoever's running that team for the manager, for the club, for for, uh, uh, for everybody, is you know, what I mean, they're going to the end. The fitness levels are fantastic, you know, what I mean, they're, they're just pushing teams. And I said already eight points in four games, you know, it's, it's a huge amount of points. Uh, and if they can continue that uh, moving forward, then. Um, you're always going to be concerned that Norwich are going to score a late goal and the amount of points that they could generate over a season is going to be massive. Great shout, mate. Great shout. And I really, I think it'll make a huge difference whether they come to the end of the season. Uh, my second up is David Brooks of Bournemouth. Made his return. Great shout. Great shout. Quite a big layoff. Uh, a brace, but the overall performance after such a a big layoff, I thought he was... Yeah, great show. He's a massive player for Bournemouth mm. because they don't score a great deal of goals. No. Well, do you know what uh, I like, Sai, as well, though? I, I like that managers uh, put these players back in straight in because they're that good. Because yeah, they're that, faith they're in that them. important, aren't they? Yeah. Got to be careful young, with them. Got to be careful with them. You've got to wrap them up in Cornwall, but at the same time, they're that important that they need to be playing. What, how, can they, how, can, how can David create or score goals when he's sat on his backside? Indeed, mate. 100%. Um, Great, uh, I thought it was a great return by him. Uh, okay, so where uh, that's us with the championship. Uh, see, question, uh, Elliot Whitehead said, What's Andy Campbell's highest rating on FIFA? No idea. Um, no, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know, but I can, guarantee, I can guarantee you though, uh, my pace will have been 99. 99 speed, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'll just, I'll just, can I just, uh, can I just refer back to uh, Rob's oh. comment there about, about Monday's show that listen. This has been this has been a work in progress for months and months and months and months and months. Um, we finally got him, um, and people are going to see the real Leo Fortune West because people um, people won't believe some of the stories what he says. People won't believe um, how he comes across because he's just the most he's the most genuinely nicest person you can ever meet. You know, I'll finish off with a story side that um, you know, it was Christmas Day. Um, Christmas Day back in 2003, so uh, 2002, I just signed for Cardiff, uh, and I was Leo's next-door neighbour, believe it or not, so I lived in Cardiff Bay, Leo was my next-door neighbour, um, I was on my own Christmas Day, because we were playing away on Christmas, uh, on Boxing Day, so Christmas night we were training, uh, Leo knocked on my door at dinner time, uh, asked, uh, asked me to go around for Christmas dinner, uh, which is just the nicest thing to do. He had all his family around, so sat on the table with all his family, all his friends. It was, and you know what? I've never forgot it. I never forgot it. And I always refer to it, always tell him, always say it to him because 
there's certain things which is more important than football and there's more important yeah. things to me than, than, than certain things and that is something which has always stuck by me because I didn't want to bring my family down for them to be sat in there in, in, in a flat on their own Christmas night so I decided that they can all be happy I'll have a quiet Christmas because I was working on the night and the next days and and stuff so but he him and his wife uh his his, um, his child his cousins um massively looked after me and i'll never forget it and i never will because he's, he's an amazing amazing human being yeah i cannot wait uh to to chat with leo on mondays that's good i'm gonna be like try not to fanboy too much keep it professional but I can't, yeah, I can't wait to have that conversation. It's going to be amazing. Uh, let's have a look what else we got. Um, so I had a quick look at your rating. It was about 68 in 2005. Um, pace was like 10 out of 100. So very realistic. Um, Reese David Evans says, if come January there's no sign of Cardiff getting promotion, do they focus on buying players or do they focus on offloading? Uh, we seem to have... Had too many windows of buying quantity over quality. Oh, good question. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it'll go down well if Cardiff City offloaded players and 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 had to build build up again because um, they already haven't replaced certain players, have they? Yeah, I know. For me, Sai, I think the biggest decision from the owners and the chairman would be: is the right person in charge to push these group of players forward? That's the first question I'd ask. If he is, then you back him. 100% and back his decision. So if he wants to get rid of 10, he gets rid of 10. If he wants to bring five in, he brings five in. But the decision, first and foremost, has got to be, there's no point letting him spend £5 million on players in January window and then sacking him in February because that's just the worst yeah. business plan ever. They've got to make a decision and stick by it for the right of the club and the, and the fans and, and the players because to move forward, there's got to be a plan. And at the minute, it's, it's, it's inconsistent. Well, this is the one thing which worries me is that they will decide but well, there's a chance we're going to sack or they'll decide that they don't want to give Neil Harris money because they haven't got the confidence that he's going to see out the season or he's going to use it properly, whichever way they look at it. Um, and that's my worry. So Cardiff will end up not doing anything in January. Um, and that's an issue for me. Uh, Geraint says, can we have a shout out for Bobby, Bobby Woodruff? Wood, Wood Ruff, uh, his 80th birthday today. He's a blast from his past year. Made 150 appearances for Cardiff City, 180 appearances for Swindon Town. Also played for Newport County, Crystal Palace and Wolves. So, uh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Bobby. Bobby Woodruff. Um, Alan Wigglesworth says there's only one Andy Campbell. Absolute legend. That's still everybody else in our league. And it's an absolute pleasure to play in the same team at him. Up the borough. Over forties. Alan, aka Worm, is our is our goalkeeper. Uh, top lad, mm -hmm. top goalkeeper. Great fun. Love, I love it. I absolutely adore playing football. It's it's the thing what keeps me excited, keeps me young. You know what I mean. And playing with those guys is a is a laugh and more every Saturday morning. So yes, great. Spot on. Uh, Elliot Whitehead said Neil Harris is decent. Uh, Andy John says Big Leo is better than the donkeys that we've got now. <laughs> um, I think. I've got all the questions now. I think there was everything. So I just uh, just to wrap us up, Monday, 7.30, we, of course, have the Andy Campbell Football Show 
with uh, Leo Fortune West, the special guest. That is I, going to be phenomenal. I can see it being being a uh, being a question fest. I think, which would be absolutely yeah. fine because I'm I'm intrigued to, to see what people want to ask because uh, the, one of the pictures on social media um, obviously is is. It's quite a famous photo at uh, Booth and Crescent when he's, Leo scored his hat-trick in a 3 all draw, which they got promoted, I guess, the two years before I signed. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? And for me, I've seen that photo before Before I signed. I've seen that photo since. And it's a, it's an iconic photo. And it, it's, it's, I put it on par with, with the photos that I see about myself. That You know what I mean? That that game for Cardiff City, if they hadn't got out that division that year, they wouldn't be where they are. You know, and people going about no. the playoff final, which no, no. I, I agree, it's part of part of a history. But Leo's goals of the season, that game is a, is just as big. Yeah, it's going to be. I can't wait, mate, because he doesn't do a lot of um, like media and podcasts and interviews and stuff. So uh, very much, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, this Sunday, eight pm, mental health and sport is back uh, with my ex Manchester United winger uh, Luke Chadwick, the guest. Really interesting. Uh, show we talked about bullying we talked about media pressure on young players and i mean you only have to look at the social media and twitter today and see that nothing has changed in terms of the tabloids building up players to then smash them to pieces more importantly so as well luke's, luke's just a top top fella top Absolute top fella top, top uh, yeah he's a really really nice guy um, and he was really honest and open, and he talked about all like how he um, how he felt during that time. And we talked about uh, you know academies, and it's really interesting, uh, interesting show. Uh, the next couple actually are very, very good. I've got to say, I really enjoyed them. So uh, yeah, that's Sunday eight o'clock, Monday seven thirty, Andy Campbell football show, and of course we have the Danny Batten fight show Wednesday, this Friday. Sure, there'll be some other videos and interviews along the way. Subscribe youtube.com slash ace podcast nation, follow on Facebook and stuff at AC Footy Show. But most importantly, massive thank you to Black Diamond Sports. And if all you guys could do me one favor today, is go and check out Bespoke Financial, tell them we sent you, check out their stuff. They are the go to place to get your insurance needs covered, like my little pen there. Insurance needs covered. I like it. <laughs> or to do this. Um, <laughs> but no, really, seriously, lads, go and check it out. Go and give them a give a look at their stuff. Um, and I really, really cannot recommend them enough. And uh, most importantly, tell them we sent you. But uh, yeah, check it out. We'll be back Monday live. And of course, we've got lots of other shows coming. Andy Campbell, you are a legend. And I thank you. Thanks, mate. This is this has been uh, re- I've, I've loved tonight. It's uh, it's been a long week. Um, all, not mate. much, not much football on tomorrow. So I'll uh, I might watch this show again tomorrow just to keep me keep me keep me buzzing. Do you know what you should do, mate? You should do another podcast with me tomorrow. We'll just... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, thank you. And also, just last thing I'll say: a massive, huge, huge thank you to every single person who wished me happy birthday this week. I was like so surprised and just genuinely just warmed my heart that people took the time just to say happy birthday to little old me. Uh, Enjoy your weekends, people. Thank you for tuning in. Spread the word about Ace Podcast Nation and the Andy Campbell Show. We will see you Monday for an all new interview. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me. 
but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so it wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. You're the one I trust. And I always be around when I need some love and Network.